Well, I grew up in Ajigle and my story is that of God's grace because I believe them everything worked out together for my good. So living in a slum like that, there is a limit access to certain things and education is inclusive. You see children waking up in the morning, there's no pants, they're running barefooted, parents is that one side thinking about how to smoke, how to drink, how mm-hmm. to like play this vegetable routine. Yeah, so there's limited access to certain things, basic things of life. So we community that community has uplifted these parents when it comes to education and welfare as a whole. Yes. So and we are grateful that we've been able to make um such positive impacts. It gives me joy when I go there in the morning and these kids are shouting and chanting my name. Miss Grace, Miss Grace, Miss Grace. Like there's mm-hmm. the joy in my heart that at least we've been able to like bring out these children from from the I don't want to call it bondage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we've been able to like bring them out into the light. there welcome back to your favorite podcast of all time sakina speaks my name is sakina ishabani and i'm your host doing the absolute most on this platform where we come to have the conversations and discussions about the things that matter it has been a while but we are back and we are better and in this 2023 i'll be bringing you more conversations with game changers trailblazers and people that are doing extraordinary things in their very ordinary circumstances now this one is definitely one for the books and one that i am extremely honored to have on the podcast with me she is a 23 year old as of this year she's going to be 23 just like me but what she's doing goes beyond age goes beyond experience goes beyond whatever wisdom that this world could offer a 23 year old because her passion her drive for education and her love for the less fortunate and for young children has brought about this dream and is propelling this dream to where it has been and where it will continue to be in the future because of how amazing of a person she is for even taking the step taking that leap of faith to make this a reality a lot of us you know live in places which are impoverished a lot of us live around people that just like us are looking for the next big break looking for the opportunity to get out of the unfavorable circumstances that they're in but she has used you know her skills the little that she has had and that she has right now in order to make somebody else's life a little bit brighter a little bit better a girl that started teaching young children in her community from the age of around about 15 so you're looking at someone whose passion has really driven her for almost a decade. This young lady's name is Grace Amuzie, and she is my guest this evening. She has opened a school, founded an organization called Isrina Schools. And essentially, what is even more remarkable about this is that she's killing more than one bird with the stone of hers, passion with this gift and with this fire to just make the world a better place. Her school is partly funded by recyclable material. Instead of paying school fees as we would normally do, she takes plastics as well in return for education and thus a key you know for this young child in order to walk into this world with more to give them that better life that they deserve grace thank you so very much for joining me how are you yeah hi good evening i'm fine nice to finally meet you the introduction was nice thank you so much i am honored to be here thank you very much again for gracing me no pun intended (laughs) with your presence on today's show now let's 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 get right into it i'm very keen on who you are as 
a person um, because that is very vital and very core to your mission. So please tell us about yourself and where you're from. You know, what do you do for a living? Okay, um, my name is Amuze Grace. Yeah, so I'll be 23 this year, like, like we said. Um, I'm from Abia State in Nigeria mm-hmm. and also a graduate of economics from Crawford University. Yeah, so I am passionate about quality education, which makes me an advocate for SDG4, which mm-hmm. aims to promote lifelong learning and quality education opportunities for all. So I'm very passionate about education because it was a life changer or it is actually a life changer. It changed my life and I think every child should have a to quality education and equal learning opportunities mm-hmm. regardless of who they are and where they come from so this motivates me in starting up regional schools over the years someone picked interest in my sister and I education and funded it from secondary right through university mm-hmm. and it gave rise to the birth of regional schools where we give children quality education irrespective of their background yeah so to the layman I'm a teacher but to somebody that has a greater vision so of what you're all. doing you're definitely a hero you know you don't always cape some of us carry chalk yeah. and you know, paper <laughs> and pens and help other people to to better themselves <laughs> through education how did you go about executing yes. this idea you don't work alone like you said you are with your sister in this and how did you two start putting yeah. this together you know when did you actually start teaching and when did you realize that okay i can actually teach other people this can be go beyond just me learning and me actually imparting this knowledge into somebody else well, I started teaching at the age of 15. And as of that time, I was doing it for fun. Yes. And I didn't want to be bored at home. So that's when I started teaching. Mm-hmm. So there's this space my dad is um, used for church, for church service. So I told him that I want to use this place to gather children. And he was like, there's no problem. Go ahead. So the first one year, it was successful, like during the long-term break. So I was able to gather at least... 50 to 100 children mm-hmm. and we taught them so the next year parents were like my child can rise my child can read so the positive remarks from the parents was another inspiration for we to start the school yes Atigla is actually a slum so we got commendable feedback like i said and gave me a chance to start Israel schools, yeah. So I, my sister introduced the recycle script project to Israel schools, yes. And when we looked through the do's and the don'ts, we said that this is actually a good thing for us to be able to keep these children in school mm-hmm. and keep them growing beyond their primary education. So we have some of them who are currently in secondary school and they're using plastic for their fees. It's so how did... lifelong thing that mm-hmm. we've incorporated. And, and how did that, like, how did you like put that together you know like please break down the process a little bit from from start to finish so how are the plastics collected how do you measure them and then what do you end up doing with this recycled material and how does that translate into tuition for these students okay so when the parents bring in the plastic we have a collaboration with african cleanup initiative Mm -hmm. they come into way i think about a kg is about 20 naira. so we have parents bringing tons of plastics the parents can pick about 100 kg in a day. Yes. So wow. we've seen parents that do it. And the monetary value, they'll give it back to us. And we'll use it to provide that child educational needs. So wow. if there's any change left, we'll give it back to the parents. Or some parents will tell us to keep it for next term. So that's how we've been doing it. Wow. So we are planning on expanding from plastic for fees to plastic for meals. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if they, can, if they can be bringing more plastic, you can also use it to give them food, bags, like things that we can make plastic with, like waste to wealth impacts, yes. So like so it's going to be like waste to wealth for educational impact. Mm-hmm. So food, plastic, we've seen people using plastic to do bags, sandals, 
So if we can divert into that, I think this will make more sense. That's amazing. And obviously it's translating yeah. into a cleaner, healthier environment for these kids and for these families and you yes. know, all of you in general. And obviously something really great for the country because I know that in Nigeria, a lot of plastic products, materials, you know, like packaging material, most importantly is used. Yeah. You, know, you get your pure water sachets and stuff like that. Have you seen a considerable change based on the fact that you have been yeah. taking these plastics for, for tuition and for four meals? Yeah, so when we started in 2019, we have this thing we do October 1st, is Green Footprints, courtesy of African Cleanup Initiative. I think the school children, yes, and the parents will all go out to speak to people in the community about keeping the environment clean and also disposing the plastics in a separate bag. So yes. I think it helps the children in keeping themselves clean as well because they've been able to practice good hygiene. Mm-hmm. Yes, so it's been really helpful. And you see these children being able to identify the difference between, I don't know how to put it, but there's a positive change when it comes to our environment. It has yes. drastically improved from how it was to how it is now. Wow. That is phenomenal to hear. And to date, how many pupils have you had come through Isrina schools? We've grown from four children to 150 to 160 children in the space of five years. And we have about 20 to 25 who are presently in junior secondary school. Wow. And how many how many staff members do you have? Presently, we have about 10. Yeah, excluding me. Okay, plus me, 11. And are these volunteer plus staff 11. members or, you know, are they paid? And how do... How do you then pay them if you do? Okay, so we have volunteers and we have school leavers from the community in which we incorporated into the school. Mm-hmm. So those school leavers are those who are finished with their WAEC and they are waiting admission into university. Yes. So we bring them into the school for them to give out knowledge. Yes, and also we train them depending when they will get back to school. Yes. And we also have volunteers who come in once in a while to teach the children talk to them we pay them stipend of fifteen thousand per month mm-hmm. there's courtesy of private individuals and organizations who have assisted us in salaries mm-hmm. yeah so we decided to bring back the youth into the school and train them like i said at the beginning i didn't realize how many birds you were actually killing with this one stone because now you know <laughs> youth unemployed i mean you definitely alleviating youth unemployment in the country in a country as populated as our beautiful yes. nigeria i mean that's that's something major you know we're facing the same thing in south africa there's the same thing in congo and across the african continent you know all across the world actually did you did you realize how big of a dream like had you thought this through or how long did it take to really look at it and say okay this is what we're going to do this is how we're going to do it and was there sort of a plan put out or was this just born out of passion and love for your people and for giving them a better life just as you had that opportunity given to you yes i think it was born out of passion because when i started i didn't have an idea of what i was going into i thought it was a normal teaching for fun then we'll go and come back we'll do it the next year again we'll go and mm-hmm. come back Recently, I just gained admission to start doing my postgraduate diploma in education for me to really understand what I'm going into proper, like after my first degree. Yeah, Congratulations. So, thank you. So I had to go back to school to learn how this works and also get the right certifications to put me through. So I had no idea when we started that we're just doing it for fun. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And and what other kinds of support have you received? You spoke about the Africa Cleanup Initiative. Who else sort of helps you out? Like, because this is... I mean, from four kids to 160 kids, that's like exponential growth. And of course, you're trying to give these kids quality education and, you know, you have 
have volunteers and everything. So what kind of support do you get? I mean, you don't have to name names. Of course, those private individuals can remain private, but um, <laughs> we, we're trying to get an idea of what kind yeah. of support would this kind of initiative need, you know, so that more people that are listening to this, people that come across you in the future will be able to know exactly where, you know, your, your pain points lie or your pain points. So when we started at first, we had issues with finances and presently we're still having issues with finances and financing some areas of the school. Mm-hmm. So um, we're trying to temporarily upgrade of the schools, fixing the windows, the roof, more fun, more learning materials for the mm-hmm. children. Like I said, we've gotten support from private individuals and uh, my parents are still my number one supporters because yes. my mom is in charge of the vocational skills. Mm-hmm. Yes, so my mom still teaches them how to make clothes and shoes. And well, my dad is actually a main supporter for the recycle space because he goes out every morning to pick plastic and also uses the plastic at the same time to support the children. Wow. So basically what we're having issues with is finan- in terms of finances, payment of teacher salaries, and also to get more children into the school because we have we've had cases of not admitting children this year because of the limited space. Like there mm-hmm. was no space to accommodate more kids. So we are looking forward to either expanding in terms of um, structure or moving to our own permanent space. Okay. You're definitely growing. And so it's it's really important that more of us put hands yeah. together to to support people like you in order to make this dream a, a real reality. Tell us a little bit about you know being a Recycles Pay ambassador. Just like you said, your dad is. What exactly does Recycles Pay entail, and how can one make a contribution to it or through it? Okay, okay. So I'm um, being a Recycles Pay ambassador is enabling that a child gain access to quality basic education. So in that way, you tend to bring in your plastic and the plastic is in turn used for a child educational need. Yeah, if you're ready to donate a plastic, you get in touch with us, then we'll contact the um, people that will come over to pick it up. Yeah. Do you know how much plastic you guys have collected so far? How much you have recycled? Yeah, um, over the last years, we've gathered more than 5,000 tons. Wow. Or 5,000 kg, yes. 5,000 kg. That is amazing. And we are still growing. I don't know if my excitement comes through. I don't know if you can hear (laughs) how it just bursts my brain. Like, I must speak pigeon. As in, it just didn't force my dad anyhow. Like, how... You can clean up the environment, decrease plastic. That plastic is a real issue, you know. You just out here just striking through all of these SDG goals. And it's sad. It really breaks my heart that this always happens in like very small communities. It always, I mean, but that's exactly where God wants the dream to be. So that's how it's going to be. But it's always, you know, it's not these big corporations that have this dream because then this it would have been yes. so much quicker, you know? And that's kind of where I, I think I fit in to say like, let me spread this word or let me help to spread this word. Let me begin that little spark that's going to like ignite the fire that's going to burn down the fire forest so that you know somebody can realize that this is a real thing and let's help let's put hands together so no like for real for me mm-hmm. it's like it's insane like i'm not going to pay school fees but i'm paying school fees by cleaning up the environment yeah recycling plastic like it's almost so surreal because it's like you're not going to tell me these big corporations don't know this it's not a thing that you know like oh my word so but it's, mm-hmm. it's so cool that you know there is someone who has this dream there is someone who has this passion and that is seeing it through i just want you to paint us a picture of you know the current situation in ajegule um 
please describe like the socioeconomic conditions of the inhabitants, you know, of the slum, especially those that are around the school, so that we could just understand how much of an impact, how much of a difference you're making by just doing this small, simple thing. Well, I grew up in Ajikle, and my story is that of God's grace, because I believe them everything worked out together for my good. So living in a slum like that, there is a limit access to certain things, and education is inclusive. You see children waking up in the morning, there's no pants, they're running bare footed parents is that one side thinking about how to smoke how to drink how mm-hmm. to like play this available everything yeah so there's limited access to certain things basic things of life so we community that community has uplifted these parents when it comes to education and welfare as a whole yes so and we are grateful that we've been able to make um such positive impacts it gives me joy when I go there in the morning and these kids are shouting and chanting my name. Miss Grace, Miss Grace, Miss Grace. Like there's mm-hmm. the joy in my heart that at least we've been able to like bring out these children from from the I don't want to call it bondage mm-hmm. yeah, but we've been able to like bring them out into the light. Oh man, it just reminds me of the story of Tunde Onakoya and Chesson Slums because it's the same thing. Oh. It's this beautiful dream born in this place that seems like it doesn't have hope of, in the heart of somebody that just wants to give other people the chance to dream, to to see beyond their circumstances and to know that their possibilities and their heights that they can reach if only they were given the chance. So this is so heartwarming. Like, And that's why I, I, I literally said at the beginning, like, yeah. I'm so honored to have you here, especially you're so young, you know, so fresh. It's like, we're showing these people how to do this, you know? So it's, it's so amazing. Like, it gives us so much hope that our future is actually in the right hands. Like, we may not know how exactly to go about this. And we may just have, you know, this fire inside that we can't quench and that we're just going by. But really, God is going to see us through and there's hope, you know? There's really, really hope for the future because of people like you. I didn't, I, I didn't even mention that where the school is presently, they call it Dustbin Estates because it's actually a swampy area filled with dirt. Wow. Plastic, nylon, paper, any form of refuse you can imagine is just mm-hmm. all over the place. So the people are actually living in shacks built on top of garbage. Yeah. So that's wow. how the condition of the community will stay in. Jeez. And some of us, they'll just cut lights one day and we'll so be complaining we like we don't have... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How is that? That's... Yeah. That's... So we coming into that place has um, improved the community a lot. I can, really I can imagine. It's work there. And mm. even when we were... Even when we we're trying, okay, I think when we were like um doing the temporary upgrade, although we've started the temporary upgrade, but we still need more funds to complete it. So when we we're doing the temporary upgrades, um, I think yeah, the parents were supportive. Yes, they mm-hmm. were supportive. We want some some came in to give the bricklayers food, water. Wow. We have supportive parents, yes, in as much as they are not really paying tuition fees, yeah, but mm-hmm. they are supportive. And these are the kind of people that really value education. Mm-hmm. And on the adult side, is there some sort of integration for them as well um you you did mention that your mom is in charge of like teaching vocational skills how to make bags how to make shoes yeah. does this involve like the parents of the community as well or is it just with the children um yes once in a while we do um involve the parents in certain things mm-hmm. i remember one time that one of the volunteers was in the school i think we we're doing tie and die yeah so when we finished with the children we had to bring in the parents to teach them how to like mix the dyes together and mm-hmm. do their clothing in case they want to like make new material the fabric yeah so once in a while we do bring the parents into what we are doing apart from PTA meetings yeah which they all have to attend yes so yeah so we still cater for the parents 
Because I think 40 or 60 families, they, I think they're beneficiaries of the Recycle Spray Project. I think another 30 beneficiary of um, Tangerine Africa mm-hmm. and another organization which assisted us with plastics as well. The That's parents amazing. are part of the beneficiaries. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Like you're literally uplifting your community and it's just so beautiful to watch. It's not an easy job. I obviously have to acknowledge that. And sometimes, you know, we have to ask because some people are like, yeah, I I really want to do, you know, great things for my community as well. I also want to help people on a, you know, impart people positively and stuff. But what keeps you going? It's difficult to wake up in a place called Dosbine Estate and still see, you know, flowers (laughs) able to grow, you know, amongst the plastics and, you know, still be able to see beyond those heaps of dirt and, you know, all of that refuse, like what keeps you grounded and just anchored in this dream, but also what keeps you going? Well, what keeps me going is um the children. Yes. Mm-hmm. Working with kids, I've been able to learn humility and preservance. Yes. I've been able to learn that from the children because no matter what a child does to you, you will still become. You can't kill that child. <laughs> so I've learned that through the kids. And, and like they're the main reason why their future is bright mm-hmm. with proper training and um talks and rest they would make something out of themselves mm-hmm. and um there's this child i think um, her name is christabel she graduated in 2019 and in her secondary school she has been making us proud yes, yes. Is in the headmistress will call and tell us christabel is always doing this she's participating in activities and we're like wow that's the product of Israel schools and their willingness to succeed and do well keeps me going. That is so beautiful. Yeah. Um, could you say that's that's your reward from doing all of yes, this? Yes, that's you know? my reward. <laughs> yeah. It's like almost so surreal. It's like people like this still exist, you know, people that are just content with seeing progress. Yeah. You know. And um, um okay. You know, it's it's yes. beautiful. No, I wanted to add to that that the school relies majorly on donations. Mm-hmm. Yes. So people give to us directly or we reach out to organizations with the same objective and they provide solutions to us or they connect us with the other organization and individual. But we are considering introducing some merchandise to allow people and um, support the school. Well, we are still working on it. So <laughs> I will just keep it to myself for now. Yes. All the best, all the best with that. And as we wrap up, you did say that the school relies highly on donations. So how can people reach you yes, also um, if they would like to help out, spread the okay. word or make a contribution? And what, what kind of contribution would be most beneficial to you? I think um, in terms of finances, yes, that's one. And also connecting us to other organizations who you think can help us. Mm-hmm. That's another one. So you can support our fundraiser for our land space. That's another one. Yes. I have this flyer where we listed out the seven things an individual can do for the school. Mm-hmm. I think you have to follow our page on Instagram at Isvina Schools. Donate to help us reach our goals, either to our bank account or to the fundraiser. Mm-hmm. And share the flyers. Yes, talk to someone about the project. Link us up for partners for the project. And we added donate again. So if we don't, <laughs> just keep on donating and yes. um, subscribe to our newsletter. And the school is open to visitors. Yes, you can visit the school at any time. And by doing that, you're helping us to build the lives of children in low-income households by supporting their dreams of attaining um, basic education. 
Thank you so much, Grace. It has been amazing. Just as she said, please do link up with them on Instagram to find out more, to see how you can, you know, donate to their organization. The funding channels are right there. This has been a very humbling episode for me, even though it was short, sweet and simple. It has a very profound message and it's that we should always put others before ourselves and always be very aware of what is happening around us like like just be your brother's keeper you know just be very aware of how you can help how you can be of benefit to someone else like prophet tb joshua used to say it's not about how happy you are but how happy others can be because of you and that totally changes your perspective on life unhappiness and contentment and what the meaning of life is and so i really want you to think about that and to end this episode on that note in order for you to really evaluate or reevaluate what kind of part you can play in order to make somebody's tomorrow to make somebody's today a little bit better a little bit sweeter and a little bit brighter it has been amazing thank you once again grace for coming on please do continue listening to the podcast it is sakina speaks underscore on instagram if you want to reach out my email address is there and this year is going to be amazing this 2023 is going to come and um, with a lot of beautiful things with a lot of great conversations with a lot of new types of conversations watch the space and yeah I really am very excited for what God has in store for us. And I'm just going to be more obedient and not take any breaks. Okay. No more children. The last time I took like before this one was like a nine month break. So I told myself that it birthed a lot of beautiful things. <laughs> and so um, <laughs> no more. <laughs> no more breaks as such um, it's time to go all the way and and to raise these beautiful children that you know have been born wow. with them. so take care stay blessed Mwah. Sakina has all right